Big Fluff. I know it is not easy to be a vegetarian, Lisa. That's why I ran away from home. What? She's leaving home? Wow, Paul McCartney. I read about you in history class. But where's your wife, Linda? Right here, Lisa. Whenever we're in Springfield, we like to hang out in Apu's garden in the shade. We met him in India years ago during the Maharishi days. Back then, I was known as the fifth beatle. Sure you were, Apu. You know what, Lisa? Paul and Linda are vegetarians too. In fact, Linda has her own line of vegetarian entrees. Apu, I'm sure the last thing they want to talk about is... We weren't satisfied with the other vegetarian meals on the market. You'd be surprised how often you'd find a big hunk of pork in them. Ew. Linda and I both feel strongly about animal rights. In fact, if you play Maybe I'm Amazed backwards, you'll hear a recipe for a really ripping lentil soup. <laughs> Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. And now, two guys with worse jokes than me. Joel Murphy and Lars. <laughs> Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And joining me once again from a safe distance is my friend, Lars Periwinkle. Hello. Is 3,000 miles enough? I don't know. I haven't checked the the CDC guidelines recently. They might have updated that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I also, we have a guest from an unsafe distance to me as well. Too she's, close. She's not six feet away. Never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, would you like to introduce her? I feel like you should introduce her. Oh, sure. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, coming to, I don't, uh, hold on. I don't, hold on. I'm just re- read your notes here. Oh God. Here we go. How's it? Okay. Tell me if I get this right. This is what you put on your writer. <clears throat> the much younger, much better looking, undeserving of being married Joel is to her, Molly. I mean, all of those things are correct. First of all, great read. Yeah. Just want to put that. <laughs> no notes on that one? <laughs> it sounded very natural. <laughs> Let's just do it again where you throw this one away. Okay, okay. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do one for fun. Yeah, yeah, do a fun one. Do a silly one. <laughs> yeah, okay. He, she lets him touch her for reasons unknown to the rest of society. Here's Molly. They're not the ones you would think. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we're getting saucier right at the top. Oh man, we got that cabin fever. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm I'm stumbling over words constantly because I'm basically like I. I talk to the um, my my partner, the person I live with, and that's really it. Yeah. See, and I am very much in my element because I'm just like, I've been out of work for four years. Welcome mm. to my world. I'm queen. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. With like the reading, I'm saying words that I haven't said before, and I forget the meaning of them. Like, did I, <laughs> did I use that right? That's a new one to me. Is that? I don't know what that one is. I, I, the status change is phenomenal for me. I'm like, mm. you all, you all now know. <laughs> <laughs> I am your leader. <laughs> I did. Oh, God. I did discover something uh, disturbing about Molly during this time. Oh God! <laughs> she on Netflix skips the Cheers theme song. Whoa! Okay, I, only because this is the third time I've watched the series. I can't believe I was at your wedding. <laughs> I really, I had that. I was like, what is happening? Why Why isn't it playing the whole song? <laughs> you were at our wedding because our troubles are all the same. <laughs> I also, I thought she was going to blame it on the fact that for some reason, because of, I, I want to blame this on Cabin Fever, but I started doing it sooner. I, I don't know why. I just sing your troubles are all the same over and over again over all the lyrics. That started months ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the whole, like the whole song? You yep. just use yeah. those lyrics? Yep. Sometimes you want to go where your troubles are the same. Jesus Christ. And your troubles are the same. What, what I think we're trying to convey is that very little has changed. You want to go house. where troubles go. <laughs> When they are the same. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I I got to say, I, I'm laughing because that's a little funny, but also I really hate that. I know, <laughs> I know. I don't know why my... You, like, you, hearing it for the first time, it actually feels like I've heard it for the 1,000th time. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, so yeah, fed up. 100%. What's disturbing about it is my brain started doing it, and I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I just... <laughs> now that it's in there... <laughs> I will say, I sent you uh, a screenshot, and I don't know if you appreciated it or not, but Mm. uh, I I was pleasantly surprised to see, uh, you know, who, who, like, there's a lot of people, obviously, that show Cheers. It was real popular and successful, Mm. and a lot of people passed through the, the doors of that bar. You know that Boston. Oh yeah, what, what a, like it's the single most successful sitcom of the 1980s. But uh, I I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see Kevin Conroy in a two episode arc. That's right. And you know what? That took me a minute because yeah. I'm staring at this fucking screenshot you gave me. I didn't respond <laughs> because it took me the better part of two hours. I was like, keep, I kept having to look at the picture. I know this face. What the fuck is that face? Is that <laughs> is that Daryl Hall? It looks like <laughs> Daryl Hall. That's fair. But yeah, Kevin Conroy plays sexy baseball player that Carla wants to fuck. Damn. Yeah. And he looks good. I mean, he is that, is that how he shows up in the credits? That's very yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's really progressive role. for the eighties. No, so, uh, if you're yeah, if you want to know, so it's when Carla is married to Eddie, the mm. um, you the know, hockey the, player, the hockey player who's then doing who's like now the ice, in the ice show yeah. as, ironically enough, a penguin. Yeah, so he's a penguin. Obviously, uh, Rhea uh, Perlman in real life mm. is married to Danny DeVito. Was uh, what are they divorced? Yeah, they split up a couple years ago. Why? Well, mm. <laughs> Look, that's what we all said. <laughs> Seriously, in your in your late sixties, you no, guys are going to get more divorced. complicated than that because they split up, then they got back together, and oh. now they're kind of like because I, I looked this up because I had the same thing where I was just like, "What the uh-huh. fuck, guys?" 
they got back together and now mm-hmm. they kind of have been like, well, we're better friends than we are married, but we'll be together forever. Like, I think they still technically live together, but mm-hmm. they're like not technically married, but I they're just... in a partnership, but they're very, like, they're very, like, it's way more progressive and weird than like Good a straight up Lord. separation. But I mean, two people with that raw sexual charisma are going <laughs> to... You know that what's the that's what's the opposite of juicy gossip? That that's what that is. I don't know yeah. the dried up husk of gossip. That's yeah, what I, that is. It's yep. just these people kind of get along. They kind of don't. They were married for a long time. It's this seems like they're gossip. good friends. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that I that's all news to. I haven't kept up on their marriage, so I'm I'm disappointed to hear that. Obviously. Once again. I've spent a lot of time alone. <laughs> Not sure if I can believe in love at this point. No, the... seriously, because I just want them both to be happy. And more importantly, we need to know, are they on the market or not? Well, right. Because... You can't tease us like that. Yeah. Your yeah. stocks your stocks are looking pretty good right now. <laughs> now, if, you're, if there are some shares available. Oh, my God. All I can think of is that it's one of the... Fu- it might be funnier than any episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but it's the, like... They just made a video, I don't even know for what, to promote one of the seasons where the whole joke is that Charlie Day has to fulfill Danny DeVito's contract by blowing him. And then, <sighs> and then, have you seen that? Like, it's fantastic. So he goes to his trailer and then he's like, but Danny, what about your wife, Rhea Perlman? And she pops up in the background holding a thing of Vaseline. And it's just like... That's fantastic. Yeah. And also... Uh, Fred Savage is also in the trailer. It's really great. Like, yeah, that is that is really great. And also, um, of all the the classic the classic things you can you, you know from Cheers, just you know Woody's song about Kelly entitled Kelly, and all the lyrics were <laughs> Kelly. Yeah. Um, to Norm's quips to um, uh, Cliff being an idiot. One of my favorite lines is still. It happens one of the first two seasons. I know because it's directed towards Diane. And Diane's behind the bar. She's been tasked with making a Bloody Mary, but she doesn't know about the Bloody Mary mix they keep under the bar. <laughs> so she's trying to make an entire Bloody Mary. <laughs> it has all the ingredients spread in front of her. And um, um, uh, um, shit on me. Who is Ted Danson in that show? Sam Malone. Sam Malone, yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> it's told you. It's going to mush. Oh, yeah. So... Because um, Sam is busy, and um, Diane says, "Sam, this is a, a Bloody Mary's a really complicated drink to make." And he says, "Yeah, that's why we keep a jug of the mix under the bar." <laughs> Car- Carla, why didn't you tell her? And Carla is sitting at her table with a feet with her feet up on another chair, and she goes, "Because I wanted to see her try to make vodka." <laughs> man that's a that's a really great line <laughs> by the way i'm sorry now we're getting sidetracked on to welcome to the cheers podcast the, <laughs> the world is ending so we're just watching cheers on netflix podcast but uh i i really this time around like watching through i'm really just appreciating john ratzenberger i just have to say mm-hmm. that of just like I don't think Cliff Clavin is a particularly great character, but I think John Ratzenberger is a brilliant comedic actor who just hangs around and when you least expect it delivers the funniest line that absolutely like breaks me. He's fucking hilarious in that show. Yeah, he always has the perfect read. That that character in the hands of anyone else would be 
the most irritating pain in the ass. Yeah. Not in a funny way. But yeah, he does he, it well. He absolutely, like, the one that broke me recently is, it was just the way that, again, that he absolutely, like, threw away the line. But it was Woody was trying to get comfortable with saying that he loved people. Uh, also, Lisa no. Kudrow is in that episode. <laughs> oh, no shit. Uh, yeah, it was for a play. It was like, for a play because it also had a great joke of uh, he's secretly doing the play behind Kelly's back. And he's uh-huh. like being intimate with Lisa Kudrow and Kelly discovers them and then is like, I know what's going on here. You're sneaking around behind my back with another woman. You're doing a play, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> is really great but uh that's you know, good you, let's just do a whole episode pick an yeah. episode at random we'll okay give, we'll assign the three of us parts yeah uh and but- also don't forget that john ratzenberger is one of um uh what do they call it one of the he has been part of the pixar movies well all of them but also like he's he's been a part of more movies that have made some of the most money worldwide like oh yeah like it's prolific yeah prolific maybe second only to frank welker who voices everything and has and is apparently not a great person in real life but we won't talk about (laughs) it but uh but no so i'm sorry in that episode though um woody is trying to get comfortable saying that he loves everyone so he says it uh, he says, I love you, Mr. Clavin. And he's like, he hasn't heard any of the rest of the conversation. So he's just like, you know, Woody, I, I have to give you a lot of credit that, you know, it takes a, a big man to to really recognize those feelings and to be comfortable with it. And then Woody's like, oh, I was just practicing for a play. Like, I didn't really mean it. It's the way he throws away the line of like, oh, yeah, me too. but there's just this like heartbreak in it like it's brilliant the line read and it absolutely crushed me uh that guy's real funny so what so i guess what we're trying to say is cheers is a good show it's good it's one of those diamonds in the rough i I mean give it a chance it's a sleeper show for sure yeah once you discover it yeah Yeah. (laughs) but no i'm sorry to go back to i guess the point uh Uh so kevin conroy (laughs) Uh, is a baseball player. He's a current player for the Red Sox who comes into the bar because Sam Malone was a former Red Sox player. Uh, and he, he's just like coming to talk to him. But Carla immediately sees him and is like, I want to get on them bones. I ain't married to no Danny Ooga. DeVito. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but at the, in the first episode, she's still married to Eddie, but it's the episode where he dies. Spoilers. I'm sorry. Eddie dies. On the show. Yeah. What the, what, why the, I didn't even think about that before, but why is Eddie dressed as a penguin at the Bruins game? Well, Eddie becomes an ice capade uh, penguin. Yeah. He gets so, cut. He gets cut it, from he's, the team. Yeah. He's no longer a hockey player. Yeah, He gets cut from the team and to keep, um, like the next job he's able to get is actually like okay. skating like he's a in, strong an, skater. in an ice right. show. So it's not, it's not a Bruins game. No, but no, I, he's I, actually, I, for some reason I had in my mind that he got killed by a Zamboni during the halftime at a Bruins game, but it's just a Zamboni. Also, at the escapades. Man, yeah, your brain really is dying. Cause you just said halftime at a hockey game. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Intermission. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So what happens is somebody like falls on the ice while somebody uh, is while a Zamboni's cleaning and he right. actually like dives to save the guy and gets killed by a Zamboni. But the whole uh, the thing is that she wants to have sex with Kevin Conroy, but she can't because she's married to Eddie and she feels guilty about it and then immediately discovers that he's dead. 
like right afterwards. The, so does she bang him? Or well, so he it? comes back in a second, a subsequent episode later. He, she doesn't in that episode because, you know, the funeral and everything. And oh, she also okay, discovers sure. Eddie has a secret family. Uh, That's right. But he comes back in a later episode back into the bar and now she's single and i think she does just fuck him like i don't even remember like no oh. she goes out with him oh but then she's like haunted by like she re- yeah. like kind of realizes that like she, <laughs> she's not over eddie she's not yet. over eddie yeah oh man what a complicated show yeah but so anyway zambonis and whatnot but yeah it was <laughs> very zambonis <laughs> Aww. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Some Usually it's me who says it. Ha <laughs> 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 But look, I... fucking town too long. <laughs> but Lars, to your point, I think if tomorrow all the power went out for, say, like 12 minutes... Uh-huh. Uh, 12 seconds. Uh, 12 seconds. Excuse you. Whatever. I mean, 12 whatever minutes arbit- would be ludicrous. Whatever arbitrary amount of time. Uh, and then we woke up in a world where we were all missing teeth... And Cheers uh, didn't exist. Right. I'm pretty sure we could recreate Cheers. I would. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, let's just all write Cheers. Look, this movie yesterday was so like it wasn't ham fisted with the Beatles references. But why they didn't choose nine seconds for the power to be out is beyond me. I don't. Well, why they did anything? So okay, real quick uh, to catch everybody up. So we, I don't know why, made a deal with each other after. Uh, so this because is the we're first. We're all in isolation. We're all in That's isolation. Why. We're all in isolation, and you yeah. are very fond of uh, arbitrary like deals like this. Like I have to torture myself by watching all the Oscar nominees, even yeah. though I know they're going to be terrible. Well, this is also, like, this is the first installment like, this is just a thing you do. Well, it's also the first installment of a new segment called, uh, Movies we all watched with Joel's shared HBO password. Yes. <laughs> I think that's how it came up is because we started kind of teasing each other on our viewing on HBO because we can see it. Yeah. So we decided to watch this stupid movie yesterday. Uh, I have to say, like, considering the the amount of talent involved in both directing and writing, I was shocked at how inept the directing and writing of this movie was profoundly stupid nothing yeah. happens yeah nothing what, what didn't well well let me the, say that so okay real quick i'm gonna yeah. say what i thought this movie was coming into it based on what i had seen from the trailers and just what i knew of the concept i assumed okay there's a guy and he wants to be a musician and I kind of thought he was already dating this girl and she was his manager and probably she wanted to marry him, but he didn't want to marry her because he felt like he was a failure and he couldn't provide for her and he wanted to be a big musician. And so uh, power goes out. He hits his head. He wakes up. It's a world where the Beatles don't exist. So he writes all the Beatles songs. He becomes famous. But what he realizes in the end, which is such a fucking softball, is love is all you need. So he walks away from being Johnny Beetle and uh, <laughs> and then like I assumed probably woke up in the end and realized it was all a dream and he just had her but he gets the revelation yeah. but he had but yeah he still went through the change and then he does marry her and that's what I assumed and maybe they play some Beatles songs at the wedding that's what I thought we were in for which I thought would be stupid but like yeah. somehow the movie was 
a worse version of that. It, it, it was it was stupider. It had it had it a hook in me at some point during like the second act. It was it was getting me. Okay, what what are we doing? And then immediately it dropped off. I don't know. Although I have to I have to ask you. I don't know. Um, what what was it you didn't like about the directing? Because I thought the the, the okay. directing was its only saving grace. Uh, I could actually well, watch it all the way through. Okay. It was fine to watch. I'll tell you what I don't like about the directing. Cut to a location thirty miles away from where we are right now. Here's what I don't like about the directing. I'm in the next sentence of this conversation, and we're like literally. There's a scene in the beginning where uh, his will they won't they girl is like i have good news and bad news and they're in a grocery store that he works in and then she goes the good news is and they're on a beach and i was like yeah what oh, like yeah that's right that did happen i yeah, was like totally how far did they walk in silence stop, stop talking immediately i want to hear all of this on the beach <laughs> yeah so they walked in silence to the beach and if you're gonna that, do that, that isn't so good. show the yeah. silent walk and the thing, <laughs> but the thing is, they like, did. I that. want to go to like 1930s movies where, like, you have to show them get out of the car, walk down the street, walk uh-huh. up to the house, ring the doorbell, wait for someone to come open the door. Like, I want to see all of that pointless. Like, no, travel. but that, they did that a few times. That was like the first one, but there was a few of those where it was like someone would start a conversation and then the next sentence would be in a completely different location. And I was like, why are we doing this? Like, what? What, what is this effect? Can they teleport? Is Are we just not talking about the fact that in addition to the fact that this is a world where the Beatles don't exist, everyone can teleport, but it's not a big deal. <laughs> can I can I tell you my sticking point? Because this uh-huh. movie lost me when the power went out. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And for a very specific reason. Okay. I have, back when I lived... Uh, back when we were in Baltimore, I have been on a bus where the power went out. Molly has been okay. in a hot tub <laughs> two, two times. <laughs> two times. And they don't just get hot like that. Power went out. <laughs> <laughs> the power went out because some kids came up, threw a bike at the bus, and then went and slashed the cables on the bus. Christ almighty. Yeah. No, it was like it was honestly Baltimore, terrifying. Baltimore, am I right? It was honestly yeah. terrifying. Yeah. But... They came up and they slashed the cables on the bus because the bus has its own electrical, like, grid. The fucking bus is not on the same power grid as the city, let alone the goddamn world. So that bus is not going to lose electricity in London, you goddamn movie. But it it will if it's an electromagnetic pulse. Okay, but actually, do you know what got no. me? So here's my... <laughs> no. Was, oh, no. Hold on. No. You're scolding me like I'm a dog. Hold on. No. I. No. This is my <laughs> sticking point. But hold on. I. So I. she brought this up to me, but here was my thing of like... So I can accept that the power went out on the bus because it's a magical movie where the Beatles don't exist. But here's what I didn't understand. Why did the bus keep driving at regular speed and didn't seem to actually be affected? Like, it seemed like the headlights just went out and the bus was still Mm. operating as normal. Uh, Yes. Well, it was only 12 seconds. He didn't have time to slow down, maybe. I, don't, I get I don't, it. Just, I don't it just seems like I mean, I'm not trying. 12 I'm not seconds trying to poke when holes you're in your driving stuff. is actually just, a lot of time to react. 
so many more problems with this movie also, though. So well, many more. Well, also, why didn't we talk about all of the deaths that happened across the globe in the 12 yeah. seconds when the power went out? Yeah. Because I yeah. imagine there was a yeah, lot of real. them. What also, happened yes. to airplane black boxes? Well, what yep. happened to air traffic control for 12 seconds? Yep. You think 12 seconds of airplanes like flying in close proximity to each other wasn't bad? Uh, people on life support. Yeah, people on life support. Like, uh-huh. a lot of people died, and we're just not... We're, okay. But this random okay. dude can write songs. But let's say, let's just say it's a fantasy movie, okay. and everything else stays the same, but still this happens to this guy. Yeah. Now, these problems... Okay, let's get into the other problems. <laughs> okay. So, what was, so, okay, first thing that really did annoy me, what, what is the bit... In the movie of random things that also don't exist that like, it's not even like they thought about it. Like it's, it's literally felt like they threw darts at things. So Coca-Cola doesn't exist. Cigarettes don't exist. Cigarettes don't exist. Harry Uh, Potter doesn't exist. Harry Potter doesn't exist. Uh, Oasis doesn't exist, but that kind of makes sense. Like That that, does make sense. Yeah. Although it doesn't, that creates a bigger problem, which is, okay, so let's really get into my biggest fundamental problem with this movie, which is, I am not a, like, I don't know a lot about the Beatles in general. I'm not a, like, I'm trying to not say I'm not a big fan because that really upsets people, but like, I think they're Mm. fine. I think they're neat. But I'm not like the biggest Ugh, Beatles person. Worse, just say you're not a fan. They're no, <laughs> say it's neat. They're no the monk. They're no the monkeys. That's all. I think we can all agree on is like. And I also <laughs> think of the many problems in this movie they didn't explore. Did the monkeys finally get their due? If the Beatles weren't uh, there to steal uh, their spotlight, uh, uh, but <laughs> no. Um, I, but I, I'm saying that to say like, look, I'm not the Beatles aren't really my thing. But even I watching this movie was like. You don't seem like you know a lot about the Beatles. Like, this felt like a third grader writing a book report that was like, the Beatles are the best band that has ever existed because their music is good and people mm-hmm. like the music. And if you play the music, they'll because li-. like there was no examination of their cultural impact, why they succeeded at the no. time they succeeded. And, a, yeah. and you know what? <clears throat> because because I have this time that we're all talking about us having, I uh, apparently the original script was um it did pose those questions and answered them, but it was too dark for the movie <laughs> they wanted to make. But it really was. They talked about how um, uh, th- apparently in the original script, they it was they talked a little bit about how the, the Soviet Union kind of gained strength from the Beatles because they were pretty socialist and supported communism. Um, and those kind of like larger social impacts. In fact, the reason why... I don't know about Harry Potter. That seemed like a throwaway joke at the end that wasn't very or at all funny. Um, but the Coca-Cola, um, why it didn't exist in the first place, I don't know. But it was said in the original script that it didn't um, gain popularity because it was mentioned. Um, it was mentioned and come together. The same thing with um, the, the the entire like cigarette smoking culture. Um, uh died off in the 60s because the hippies didn't smoke because the Beatles didn't smoke because the Beatles weren't there to smoke cigarettes is kind of what it was in a rap, like it's I'm not saying that <laughs> that's not dumb <laughs> what I'm saying is that those things it was a it became a much darker timeline without the Beatles I think was the original mission statement of this story of it's good that the Beatles were here okay sure yep 
<laughs> so another going for, so if you go back to the cigarettes thing, she said another mm. issue I had with the movie is that I sat there and was like, okay, so jump to the last act of the movie where we track down John Lennon and he's alive, which mm. yeah. okay. Um, imagine you made the shut the fuck up <laughs> you made the movie in 2018 after we've learned all the stuff that we've learned about john lennon pick a different beetle yeah like Whoa. i know like, he's the face of the beatles but we all know that he was a a giant shitty creep now well, pick yeah, another just that. i'll just say i was relieved he was living alone yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> well yeah he murdered like, his wife because <laughs> like again this is my like Part of my thing is I'm just like, you openly say that cigarettes don't exist. I'm like, George Harrison had throat cancer and then eventually <laughs> died, which he attributed to years of smoking, and then eventually yeah. died of like lung cancer that spread to he his died brain. Of lung, but, and also, re- like, also remember that he, yes, he like he smoked, a, he smoked a lot and probably smoked a lot of shit, but also... Um, George Harrison had an intruder in his house who stabbed him in the lung. Yeah. That also happened. Yeah. Which I actually wasn't aware of. Like, I looked it up. Like, I knew about, like, the smoking-related illness. And then I looked that up. And I was like, why are we not talking about that? (laughs) But I'm like, objectively, you're saying cigarettes don't exist. George Harrison at least wouldn't have died the way he died. Right. Well, that's, like, but that's why the other problem. that not being talked yeah, about? But that is, that kind of goes to everything of like, okay, so you put John Lennon. Also, was I the only one? I don't know how you felt about this, Lars. I kind of felt like they put John Lennon in the movie because McCartney and like Ringo Starr were not getting anywhere near this fucking movie. So, like, no, they weren't. They gave, they gave their blessing and were like, you can yeah. do that dumb shit. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, you were getting them to show up, which I'm sure they no. would have wanted. Uh, McCartney to show up if he would have, you know. So uh-huh. I feel like they wrote it for John Lennon, but like, then then the question. So the the third act makes no sense to me because he feels this guilt. Like, well, it's weird. He goes to meet John Lennon, who basically is like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're crazy. I'm happy. I didn't yeah. get shot. Which, by the way, like, I don't know. There's something deeply upsetting about a strange man who is obsessed with John Lennon showing up to John Lennon and telling him he's, you know, amazing. Like, mm-hmm. and then John Lennon hugging, embracing him and telling him he needs psychiatric help. I'm like, I feel like we're supposed to read this as as, you know, great, but I'm like, that's deeply upsetting. Uh, no, it's fucked up. Like, like I don't un- know. Like, you want to... An unbalanced man. I thought it was the... weird when John Lennon was like, you want to do some shots? I thought that was in bad taste. <laughs> but, like, an unbalanced <laughs> man who was obsessed with John Lennon fucking murdered him. And now an unbalanced man who's obsessed with John Lennon is showing up to his house. And we're like, oh, isn't that sweet? Like, it's sweet. No! Oh, my God. John Lennon is lending him his copy of Catcher in the Rye. That's so rad. <laughs> they, they they want to promote this this British culture. Of, I shouldn't say British culture, but it. Uh, I will say it because there is something to it of like uh, someone comes to your home and you have to be polite to him. Like, please come in. Would you like a drink? Mm-hmm. And then he shares all this like deeply personal information with this stranger. And then, by the way, ask that person his name. Just, just here's what happened with my life, and I met this woman, and all this stuff. And I'm sorry, what was your name? Like, what the, f- like you, you, <clears throat> we're we're so friendly and welcoming. When like I don't, 
I don't know what kind of what kind of place do you live where you just let a stranger in your home yeah. that that exists in the middle of nowhere and then tell them all this personal crap when they're obviously unstable and saying a bunch of weird crap? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It, and again, I'm sorry. I have to reiterate. Literally, like to John Lennon. Like I'm like. Like, again, the guy... That was tone deaf, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm like, sure, ridiculously sure. tone deaf. Uh, yeah. But, like, so it, the other thing, though, is so they have this moment where it's like, I feel like the implication of that scene is, like, <laughs> the screenwriter is doing the shittiest thing, which is always... Anytime you use a dead person to give yourself permission to make the movie that you made... <sighs> never, yeah, right. Never a great move, but it seemed like John Lennon was saying, like, I'm happy, it's fine that you're doing this. But then he still felt the need to bear his soul. So then he admits that he didn't write the songs. He admitted it. But, <laughs> but like, I was very confused by that because then what happens? Because, again, so John Lennon then goes to the police, right? And goes like, yeah, that guy came to my house. I, I don't know what he's talking about. I didn't write he's these songs. Delusional. He's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like I'm. I said he needed psychiatric help. Yeah, like he knows where I live. He's clearly obsessed with me. But also, like, even if you couldn't get him, was you didn't even say what the other Beatles were doing? They were at yeah. least two of them are presumably still alive in this world. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any reason to believe that George Harrison. Like, they could have died of anything, but there's no reason to believe that George Harrison died. In the way that he died in our reality. Yeah. yeah. Because if John Lennon's still alive, why not George Harrison's still yeah. alive? But he, he could be the only living one as well. Who the fuck knows? However, but yeah, if you want to get into the minutia in that, this are... this third act just, they it seemed like they crumpled up some pieces of paper. Yeah. And then, like, uh, uh, glued them like macaroni in some sort of shape on a piece of loose leaf paper. And then got... <laughs> Got an otter to pick up a, a, a shell and just start beating. And if the one it beat the most, we're going with that third act. That's yeah. what we're doing. I, I don't know. Like, if I think about that, I'm like, if we're really going to retcon, like, you know, their lives, I'm like, I want to see Paul and Linda McCartney, like, living happily together into old age. Like, why don't, if, like, if you're going to, if yeah. you're going to do that, like, show me that. Oh, also, and if we're going to do that, I have a. I started fan in the middle of the movie when I wanted to stop paying attention. <laughs> I started I started fantasizing about George Harrison, who I'm, I'm a huge Beatles fan. In my in my opinion, but I shouldn't say in my opinion. My personal taste is I've always been really drawn to the songs that George Harrison wrote. I I don't know why because he, he's kind of a weirdo and I dig him, and I like his songs. And I I started picturing a world where he's a solo artist somewhere and he's Whoa. just like maybe he's just like um maybe he's just kind of like a western european kind of touring artist that people really dig but he doesn't make it big but he's really happy and gets to play all of his own music that's really cool too yeah good, all, all sorts of things well, if you're gonna show one of the fucking beatles then why not all of them or talk about them or any fucking thing yeah, yeah. like you said they just needed permission to make the movie from a dead person yeah, yeah. Also, could what about Pete Best? Pete Best, same exact life. <laughs> Except he didn't release that album called Best of the Beatles. <laughs> but also, yeah, like, I have questions. Like, did Wings exist? Did yeah. McCartney still write uh, that terrible Christmas song? Wings. Did any of that happen? The band the Beatles could have been. Also, yeah. 
Also, the other question is, what happened to The Simpsons? Like, yeah. if you told me The Simpsons didn't exist, I'd almost believe it. Because, like, there's so much Simpsons mythology built around the Beatles. That, totally. Like, and I know they did that, <clears throat> that, that other stupid throwaway joke of calling Saturday Night Live Thursday Night Live. But I'm certain, I'm almost certain that Lorne Michaels does not create Saturday Night Live if the Beatles don't exist. Because he's a gigantic fan of the Beatles. And I don't think, I think he, he talks about how he drew so much inspiration um, for his creativity and drive from them that he probably wouldn't have done it. Also, oh. there's a Saturday Night Live cast member in your movie, so why even mention the fucking show? Oh, yeah. uh, sorry. Real quick, too. Like, one or the other, I don't want to forget this thought. This is a random thought that I had, too. But, like, how far down the list do you think Ed Sheeran was? Like, he was number two. He was number two on the list. Was he really? really? Yeah. Do you actually know that? Yeah, um, they they asked Chris Martin. He was I, busy. That was my they guess. Ed Sheeran. I, 100%. I watched that movie and I said to Molly, I bet they tried to get Chris Martin and he didn't yep. do it. Yeah. He was busy. Yeah. It felt yep. like yep. Chris Martin was who that was supposed Which to be. Which is great. Like, both of those guys are great choices. I'm glad it ended up being Ed Sheeran, but I don't, I think it works either way because that character was there as a joke for them to take a shit on. Yeah. And I love it so much. Yep. No, but I, it's really funny because I didn't read anything because I didn't care enough, but I had that, I was like, this was written for Chris Martin. Like, it totally yeah. felt like that. Yeah, 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 it was totally, it totally was written for Chris Martin. <laughs> and they're like, who's, who's equally as hilarious to think he's good enough to be better than the Beatles? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I will say Kate McKinnon was possibly the only thing that I thought was good about the movie. I don't even... I don't know. Look, I was going to save it for the end, but honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anyone to not watch this movie. It's Especially if you like the Beatles. It's good It's good enough. It's, it's about... It's terrible. It's a, it sucks. It's, Lars is lying to you. This movie is stupid. There's nothing 30, good about it. It's about 35 minutes longer than it needs to be, but it's a it's love about story. It's two hours there's a longer of, than it needs to cool, be. There's, there's nothing some, good about it. There's it feels really like cool a Beatles child coming. heard about the Beatles and then like threw together a script in 10 minutes. This is just, this is a papyrus breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and what was honestly, the thing about his and, teeth? And uh, what was his that? teeth fell out. He got new teeth. What was, there was no point to any of that. Well, I no, will... there wasn't a there wasn't a point to a lot of it, other than his friends ribbed him a lot for missing for missing two of his teeth. He and has it was really kind, shitty it was friends. Funny. Yeah, like I don't just also the... some... Jesus Christ. Also, that guy, the roadie guy, could have been so much better. I wanted more for that guy. I'll put this way: it's a remarkably thin script from a guy yes. who has actually written some really good movies well you say really weird honestly such a thin well you saying that he took all this stuff out kind of makes sense because it feels like they just didn't replace it with anything no they didn't replace it with anything they just thinned it out just like molly said It, it is thin as fuck and i don't think danny boyle had much to do with the screenplay if anything he just directed it and that's the thing is i like i like danny boyle's directing style in that he doesn't he he doesn't have a style. He really adapts to what works best for this movie. And I think he did that. It just wasn't a very well-written screenplay. No, know, well, that's the good thing is I kept... To make it interesting. No, like, to me, it just, like... I Like, I kept saying, like, to me, I just came out of it being, like, this was just profoundly, like, nothing. Because I was just, like, there was no weight to 
any part of the well, movie. You know, it's like, another. It was just weird. Or I'm like, was, I don't. Yeah, weird. I'm like, I didn't. Like, I woke up this morning and Joel was like, yeah, we got to talk about yesterday on the podcast. And I was like, I actually forgot that we watched it. I'm like, I didn't even really dislike it enough to wake up today and be like, yeah, we're going to shit on this movie. I was just sort of like, nothing. I'm like, the parts of it that were dumb, I was just like, there was no point to doing that. And the parts that were like, okay, I was like, all right, I kind of see what you were doing there. But I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't even really fluff. It was just like, you didn't commit to anything. Can I also, no, that's the, that's the, that's the truth. Especially when you're, when you're working in a medium like, like sci-fi or fantasy, which this, like it didn't touch on it much, but because the entire reality we're existing in, in this movie relies on a science fiction or fantasy. It is a fantasy. A fan. Okay, sure. A fantasy element. Then I don't need a complete exposition. I don't even know have, have to know why it happened. But if you throw in shit like um, two two references to Coca Cola not existing and a reference to cigarettes not existing, and then throwing away some shit about Harry Potter not existing, it's like I I don't need you to lay out the rules for me and spoon feed them to me like an idiot. But like. Why? But there's Just any reason. And what are the implications of that? Well, You're telling me a cigarette never existed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that also. So if cigarettes don't exist, that fundamentally changes the American South. Yeah. Like the the like yeah. the economy no of the one, South no is completely. No one grew tobacco. Like, yeah. are there pipes? Like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck is that? The implications of, for that are. Well, are, are astounding. Well, and the yeah. thing to me is, like, when you say cigarettes, I'm like, are you talking about tobacco cigarettes? I'm like, what about joints? Like, which then mm. changes music culture. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally, and that's the thing totally. is, I'm just like, it, like, I'm like, that's the thing. Like, you just kind of randomly threw stuff out, and I'm like, it can be a fantasy, but fantasy still has to be grounded in the reality of that world. And I'm like, there right, wasn't, exactly. Just like, exactly. Just like, wa- you know, Middle, Middle Earth is a fantasy yeah. world. But here's some things we know about Middle Earth. Fire burns. Gravity still exists. Like, there's still the things yeah. that keep us grounded of we understand how yeah. this world there works. There wasn't a reality to the world of yesterday. Well, also, like, yeah, there really and that was ultimate. And I'm like, the, like I think you, uh, Joel, put it the best where I'm like, the movie doesn't understand its point of view. Yeah, it doesn't except have a that, point of view. Except that the Beatles made good songs. It's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Why are you making a well, movie about that? But I think you could also <laughs> see that in just the... There was no rhyme or reason to how he was... Like, his album of Beatles covers was just random songs from different albums. Like, there was no yeah. thought to, like, releasing them in the order that the Beatles released them. Also, he's just one guy. The harmonies didn't seem to matter. Like, it didn't matter that he was just one guy singing it. I also had a moment when he was, like, recording in the beginning with the girl mm. and the guy in the mm. little studio. And mm. it was, was, like, an actual, like, fun, like, they're coming in, they're experimenting with different sounds. And I was like, oh, okay, the thesis of this movie is going to be that it's not the song songs that are important it's going to be the actual experience of making them and like mm-hmm. he's having his own like well i came together and what we did was created this sound here and this is the story of how i made this music you know and i was mm-hmm. like that's actually an interesting take like i'm kind of into that and i'm like nope. oh no that was just a minute and a half of this movie well like, also I'm like there was can we no, go back to there was no sorry yeah. about, like there was no 
I'm like, there was no thing to latch on to. Like, there was no, there was no, sto- there was no actual story. But yeah, I want to mm-hmm. go back to, to because I don't want to gloss over this too much. One of the just fundamental problems, and again, like I said, in my mind, I kind of assumed that they were like together and she was just wanting him to marry him or whatever. They're presented in the beginning as there is literally no barrier keeping them from dating. We don't understand why they're not dating. She's into him. He seems into her. They're just not dating. Yes, they they are <clears throat> they are both attractive people who are available <laughs> and in their twenties and hang out all of the time. Yeah, and there's and, literally yeah. no explanation as to like yeah. like give us something. Tell me that there's a to reason. The best they could the best they could come up with was she said to, to him in no uncertain terms, "You put me in the friend zone a long time ago, and I never got out of it." Yeah. But he so which you, also, you never thought like you never thought to like. You got drunk with your you with your really attractive friend how many times and y'all never made out. Give yeah. me a yeah. fucking break. Yeah. But also like you say that like way like again like what was that like end of the second act and like there but there's nothing in your relationship leading up to that to show that like that inhibited you guys dating. Like Yeah, because even if you wanted to make it be okay, so he views you as a friend, well then that you have to overcome that. Yeah. They don't overcome that in any way. It's just, oh, you're dating someone else, now <laughs> I want you. So I'm gonna do the most manipulative shitty thing I can do, which is use a stadium full of people to force you to be into me. Well, yeah, it was <laughs> it was they 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 made it a little more complicated than that, but not enough. Like it was stupid. Like the love story I fast forwarded through yeah. their conversations for the most part because I'm like, what do you what do you do with the Beatles, man? Because like the like I don't well, I'm down I'm down with someone playing the Beatles music, that's cool. But then like you go I don't know, you went to see John Lennon. If I wake up in a world, and this is just me, but I think it's a lot of people. I wake up in the world where Beatles don't exist and I live um I live in southern England. I say to myself the Beatles don't exist. I wonder if the four members of the Beatles well, right. exist. He, yeah, and I never want, occurred I want to, go to him. Meet them immediately. Yeah. Well, th- that was a weird thing too, because he googles their four first names together. Never once uh-huh. googles their individual names. Yes. No. Like to figure out what they're doing. We get no explanation. Uh-huh. Also, like I don't know. It feels like a softball to like. Okay, you meet John Lennon. Maybe you fucking bring your guitar and you play a Beatles song to him, and then John Lennon sings along with you and kind of goes like, "Hey, that's catchy, right. mate." Yeah, like what that just feels like then? an easy, dumb. Like, Wait, he- hold on a second. Was John Lennon in the room just then? Oh, did you like my impression? <laughs> are we are we living in this reality now? Yeah. Also, also maybe here's an idea. You you get your camera and you get a bunch of celebrities and they each sing a part of Imagine. No. <laughs> Also, we didn't I, explore what happened to Gal Gadot in this universe. What does she uh, do during the quarantine? Also, I'm just going to say, <laughs> if I were writing this movie, what I would have absolutely added, and I'm mad it didn't happen, why didn't they make the John and Yoko Monkey Sounds album? <laughs> also, yeah, what is Yoko Ono doing in this reality? Also, Something what do people... Something far more interesting than what the main character is Also, doing. what do people call the, like, annoying girlfriend that breaks up their friend group? Like, <laughs> there's no uh, term for it now. They call... Oh, they call they call her Courtney now. <laughs> Rude. Um, no, I'm with you. Like, well, first of all, to answer the Yoko question, they say, what's Yoko up to? Oh, still weird, pretentious shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now... <clears throat> I would 
would like a single it's, plum floating. <laughs> yeah, floating in a man's hat. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah. That's I mean, that's what you because if you're going to explore this, if it's just an excuse to play Beatles songs, that's fine. But you've you've created a world that there is so so many more interesting things to do. Yeah. Especially that, like like you said, he went and saw John. That movie changes the reality of that movie completely changes when he goes and meets john lennon no, because that, that blew where my the fuck mind. was this yeah no that blew my mind that that happened so late in the movie and they uh-huh. did nothing with it also yeah discussion we had had after like i don't but like if you're painting like granted who you know you get into weird territory where you start going like this is what john lennon would be like now like mm. nobody knows but john lennon as he was living his life Given the situation of the world today, mm-hmm. like, I don't necessarily buy that, like, that John Lennon would be living in isolation, like, away from the world. No, I, he's granted, on a the, commune granted, somewhere. the situation, you know, currently, yes, because that's very nah. responsible. But of the world in general, I'm like, John Lennon would be very, like, socially active. Like, you know, like... Yeah, I he picture was a, a well-known activist. Yeah, I picture mm-hmm. a non-famous John Lennon on a commune yeah. somewhere, like growing yeah. vegetables yeah. and taking them to a co-op. Like, I'm like, that's again, like this is all like we want peace for you know personal peace and like. Well, also, what is he doing for John we, Lennon? But I'm like, in the reality of like how he was living, that feels mm-hmm. weird to be like. Well, he's just completely removed from society. Yeah, like, like it's not even clear what he's doing with his time. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting in his house, hoping someone hoping shows up. a crazy guy will come disturb him (laughs) but but yeah like it's yeah the idea of not exploring like what or was john lennon into music did he ever play music was he ever like did he have a band did he know those other three guys but they never became the beatles and like they gave up like it could have been it could have been thrown away as i started playing music in liverpool but my friend paul died for whatever fucker it could could have been it could have been oh boy (laughs) he ate some bad pork (laughs) This, no, this J.D. Salinger book came out <laughs> in the early 50s. Um, like, it could have been, could have been anything. I'm not asking for an explanation. What I'm saying is if you're going to explore it, explore it and make it a little interesting other than just like I just went and visited John Lennon and now I decided what I'm going to what I'm going to do with this new reality well, I live in without yeah. talking to Paul George or yeah. or Paul or George. Well, like- <laughs> but it was also weird because like. The way that he finds John Lennon is because there's two other people that also remember the Beatles right. that are shockingly unfazed by yeah. any of this happening. Why do they remember? In our vi- also, that leads to the idea of, like, there must be other people who remember. There has to be, right? Well, well, why? Also, do you, this leads to, like, the sci-fi element of it. Why do you guys remember? Like, do you have mm-hmm. some sort of weird brainwave that, like, pretend- Never even ask them. Just, yeah. oh, you remember, too, and you signed off on me playing the music. That's cool. Also, like, did they make that yellow submarine? Like, where did the yellow submarine come from? Right. Yeah. Here's, here's <laughs> what happens. Here's what happens. It, uh, let's let's just role play for a second. It'll be It'll be really quick. But uh, Molly, if you could ask, okay, tell me, tell me that you, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the guy who's playing all the Beatles songs, and you tell me that you remember who the Beatles are as well. So go ahead and do that. I remember who the Beatles are. <laughs> Man, it's like we hit play on the movie. <laughs> 
I've been watching a lot of Love Island, so I can do a lot of British that, accents. Okay, that was great. That was. Uh, I think we might need to do a few. So do one more for me. Do one more for me. Go see where. I'll remember who the Beatles are. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you also remember Coca-Cola and cigarettes? And also, what the fuck happened? And why don't we remember them? And do you hold on? Do you know where they? Do you know where all of them live? Because I want to know where they live too. And really, what? The, why not Coca-Cola or cigarettes? Can you guys figure that one out? Right, I've been googling all this. Jesus Christ! I just Mick realized I'm British with a hard Baltimore accent. <laughs> oh, Baltimore. <laughs> she forgot O's, L's, I's, E's. <laughs> I'm a classically trained actress. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know man. what I'm doing in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, slowly going mad. <laughs> slowly. <laughs> also, it would. I think it would have been a better movie if he tried to invent Coca-Cola. Well, you, do, you don't know the, the formula. No one person knows yeah, the entire yeah, formula. That's true. Or, like, I don't know. Also, it was insane to me. I never imagined that the movie would end still in this reality with it unresolved. Wait, like, that on. was insane to me. Real that, question, mm. though. Yeah. Very important. Does Fanta exist? Ooh. That's a good... Oh, that's a pretty good segue. But also... <laughs> but I'm wondering, too, like, does... Like... Does he write Harry Potter next? Like, what? No, you're not writing those from memory, for Christ's sakes. And just don't. And also, apparently, the we best open reason not on, to write oh, Harry I'll Potter. Write, look, I'll write Harry Potter from memory. Okay. I saw those movies once. I never read the books. But we uh-huh. open on Dumbledore sucking a cock. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so gay. Here's the thing. is, You don't want to write. You don't want to be the writer of Harry Potter books. Because apparently, when you're done writing them, you become a... <laughs> Class A dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Rampant transphobe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Does J.K. Um, Rowling exist? Does like. Yeah, and it's the implications. Like, I'm not. Yeah, is J.K. Rowling just in. She's just a terrible person on Twitter, but no one follows her. In this reality, like if we can just, if she we, just if like, ten followers. Actually, real talk, like, is she like in poverty in this reality? Because she legit like was on. I mean, she was like a single mother. She right? was a single mom, like on yeah. welfare when she was writing Harry Potter. Like she was on the dole. <laughs> also, what happened to Daniel Radcliffe? Like, is he making movies? Like, you know, did. Did Ron Weasley buy that ice cream truck? I have a lot of questions. Okay, so just so, because I think we've covered it pretty well. If you, if you, one or both of you could, because I couldn't explain it so well. uh, Explain the climax of the movie. It's fucking ridiculous, and I don't know that I can do it. So apparently in this reality, he has signed a deal with a manager, and also some kind of, I didn't even understand what Winston from New Girl, uh, what what they were? Yeah. I guess they worked for the it management was like the company. Manager marketing. It was the marketing meeting but, of meetings. Yeah, like, I think that was actually the. Term so I they guess they're using. still all his manager. Right. I guess, but they have a meeting to release the album. So apparently, he has recorded 
all of the music for them and they have an album ready to be released and but, we don't know what the album is it isn't obviously isn't the full catalog of beatles music no he has cobbled together it isn't meet the beatles like it isn't no it's not any Beatles. Yeah, it's he just a random a, mishmash right album together it's just yeah here are some good songs also apparently because this is a hilarious joke in the movie hey jude is now called hey dude which also we don't explore whether the 90s nickelodeon show hey dude exists in this reality so we don't know whether it's a ripoff of that show or not uh because that's not yes, addressed i i don't look that's that would be horrible if that's what that song became but also it was i'm great i'm so grateful they put it in the movie because it was another reason to shit on ed sheeran for coming <laughs> up with the concept of hey dude no that was good but i'm seriously though like also i'm just gonna say the hey dude theme song if we lost that it should be recreated in hey this. dude <laughs> but uh uh all of that aside so um he releases this like the album is set to be released and he's having a release party which would imply that the album has been recorded printed uh like just a lot of money has been gone in i mean obviously we live in mostly a digital world but there's still hard physical copies of this cd that were made they're all about to be released into well, yeah, stores they did the album cover yeah they have an album cover seemingly like the night before or like the day of maybe I don't really understand the timeline, but like this album's about to come out. A lot of work has gone into it. A lot of money. He's clearly signed a contract to release this album. Then yeah. he gets on stage, does the concert, uh, uses the concert to uh, say that he wants to bang his friend. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, totally traps her. But then also is like, hey, by the way, I've been lying this whole time. I didn't write any of these songs. Uh, I they Straight were actually up name drops name they, drops they were written Three, by these four, four people who one of which we know exists and yeah. who doesn't think he wrote these songs yeah also yes, so absolutely like, so, yeah. and here's the thing Google exists in this world which means that all of these people can go well also find there's a guy there's a guy living in isolation. People. Who's easy to find? Who's clearly yeah? Yeah, There's there's pub owner George Harrison. There's vegetarian restaurant owner Paul McCartney and country music star Ringo Starr, (laughs) who are minding their own business, who are now being bombarded with questions of when did you write these fucking songs? And they have no also. Ringo Starr isn't a person. He's Richard Starkey because there was no reason to change his fucking name unless he wanted to use it for his country music sensation of a band. Yeah. 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 You just put four elderly men in peril. Yeah. That's what you did. Four men in their late 70s. Yeah. (laughs) With their bus pass and their pensions. Yeah. (laughs) But also... So that's what you did to them. But I would have to assume Kate McKinnon has been presented as a terrible person. Who, she's, a, she's the villain of the piece. Who is who just is honestly just doing her job. But is she's kind of just doing her job, but is presented two dimensionally as just you are a dollar sign to me. I don't yeah. give a fuck about you as a person. You're just the money factory and keep printing that money, baby. So I can do some yoga on my balcony or mm-hmm. whatever. And then like he clearly breaches his contract by releasing the music without their permission (laughs) and also admits to fraud in that he signed this contract with fraud fraud, i mean he admits to fraud but the fraud cannot be proven but like Like not even in a court of law in this reality it cannot be proven it can't be proven but the next thing that happens 100 percent is that she sues him 
for like yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. And he spends the next few years in court. Maybe a judge throws it out because they're like, they're, this guy's just crazy. There's no yeah. evidence yeah. that they he called John Lennon stuff. into right. court like, to be like, to be like, um, this guy showed up at my house, uh-huh. like told me a bunch of stuff, claimed that I, you know, now he's claiming I wrote these songs. He's clearly mentally unbalanced. Yeah, I didn't write there's them. Gonna be, there's going to be court mandated psychiatric treatment and the judge is going to say, we have to assume this man wrote these songs because yeah. no one else on planet Earth did. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> then, so he's found to have written them, but also he clearly, like, he had to, like, lose everything financially because he'd have to give back all the money that the record company gave him, but also would probably owe them money and liability for having released these songs illegally. Uh-huh. And like providing them to the world, like yes, because they own the rights. Because he obviously had to sign a contract if he's yeah. recording in their studio. So Ooh. like he spends the next few years in court is definitely bankrupt by the end of it. Like mm-hmm. you know, like it didn't seem like he owned a lot to begin with. So but they clean him out definitely. I guess the girl still marries him or whatever. But like, and then they have to write Harry Potter because they're broke. <laughs> You're, there's no way you can recreate that in any sort of fashion. That was the thing for me. It's like it just does tobacco like not thing. exist. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just I'm saying like, applications are frustrating, but still, I'm going along for the ride because I'm a big Beatles fan, and you're doing some really rad covers. There's cool visuals. I like Danny Boyle's directing style, and then that shit happens. I'm like, well, that he does. He isn't just okay after that. No, because then they. There's so no what way happens he ends in the, up being okay? No, in the movie, what happens is we just cut to his wedding, and it's just happening. And he then he's playing music yeah. for children. Yeah. Which again, I feel like you could have done with the easy version of he. Well, first of all, there was no obligation. I didn't understand the impulse to confess to having stolen this music. Nor do I, because there's no way to prove it. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, why? Why confess to stealing something? that never existed in yeah. your reality in yeah. the first place. Yeah. There's not because like, I understand you've come to a realization where you don't want to take credit for someone else's work, but that work and those people don't exist in your universe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I thought what I, I thought best case scenario, when we got to the climax of the film, I thought the best thing to do is for him to say, I'm quitting show business. Love is all you need. Love is all you need. Like I get for free. I'm going to deal with the financial repercussions of giving you all this music for free. And then I'll play music as I feel like it just around locally. And I just want to live a private life and peace out. Yeah. Go back to the beginning of the film where he's just playing on the pier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I don't understand is like out of the Beatles catalog. Why didn't you pick one of the songs to make it the thesis of the movie? Like, uh-huh. you could have made it All You Need Is Love. You could have made it Obla uh-huh. Dee, Obla Da. Like, uh-huh. uh, any of those would like those would have made great, like, themes for the movie. And again, like, you just made it as thin as possible. I also like, thought, like, yeah. I don't know. There yeah. felt like there was room to do something. This was my other thought. I don't know why I was trying to write a better version of this movie that I didn't care much about. But Really? Like, that's what you always do. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> No, because I, I also like I had this thought again in my version. If I did a pass in the script, I would make it that they were together. But he didn't think he could marry her because he didn't think he could financially provide for her. But she didn't care, which, again, love is all you need. That's where we're going mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. I kind of thought like for some reason, I just assumed maybe like he would have written a song for her. 
that like everybody thought sucked and then that could have been the thing at the end is like he plays all these Beatles songs. Like he needs to know. It's sort of like Fry with the holophone or like he needs to know. I'm going to play you the song that I wrote right? because I need to know whether people this is all just the Beatles. And then like he plays the song that's her song. And then that's when he quits. Like I, I just like I thought they'd do something like that or like there was no sure. Sure. And I'm like, I'm glad you explained it more than just a Futurama reference that. Yeah. <laughs> that not a lot of people get. But yeah, what the disappointment, it was cute at the end when, when you're singing, when you're singing Obla Di Obla Dots, it's fine. Like, it's fine. And that's a rad song. And it was cute. And the, the exposition at the end of how they ended up is fine. However, I would have liked it a lot better if he stopped playing Beatles tunes altogether. Like if he recorded all the Beatles tracks and left it out there and then went back to playing his own music. Right. I felt like that's a better ending. That's what I thought. But like there were so many things. Return home having changed. But yeah, it was just like return home having status quo. Was the end? Of yeah, it was really like I like my life is perfect now, and I, there were no repercussions for this, and I still play Beatles tunes, and people still think I wrote them because those other people, yeah, have denied it. <laughs> the songs didn't exist before I played them, so why wouldn't? Why would someone think anything other than I wrote these tunes, then went crazy and said I didn't write them? Yeah, you also you could have if you wanted to have decided. Maybe John Lennon does need money. You know, in this reality. And maybe that's the thing. He's going to give the money to John Lennon or like or donate it somewhere or like try to think of what he thinks the Beatles would have done with the money. And like he's going to give all the money away, but he should keep recording the Beatles songs because the whole point is that you think the world should have Beatles songs. But then you just quit after releasing what, like 10 of them? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They, well, they had the rights to 20. I think they used like 18 of them. But, yeah, but how many no, were on that album just, like, that he released? Become, become the Beatles, become a billionaire, and then give all the goddamn money away. That's another great ending. Yeah. You know, other than just, I'm going to do what, nope, I I gave it all up, and I'm going to spout delusions because that doesn't happen here, and I'm going to give it all up and live a life for myself. I mean, which, Jesus, you, know, you could have, like, you could have done the most, like, you know, heavy-handed if you really wanted to, like hammer and a point at the end of like you know win brownie points with liberals of just the end of the movie is he's going to give all the money to schools for their music programs for the next Beatles sure. because yeah. he's sure. worried that the world that isn't going to have make them more sense. take yeah. the fucking money because no one no, no one yeah. can disprove it the music literally doesn't exist <laughs> until you record it yeah like do good with the money <laughs> so it was it just it worked for me it worked for me on like one level in that someone was playing some some really cool covers of some Beatles tunes, but it's and just, then that's where it stopped. It yeah. just feels like there was so there many some laughs, I guess. Too, but there really. there weren't laughs. The jokes were terrible in that movie. There were there were there were, there were a couple laughs. They're dead. What pan. was a joke? You know, I don't tell me don't one think, of the jokes. Look, to be fair, I didn't laugh out loud, but there were a couple of times where I'm like, ah, that's kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> Can you remember any of them? I seriously cannot. No. Okay, um, you know what the closest I thought to being funny was? Was when he was trying to play a Beatles song and his parents and their friend were just being shitty and like on their yes, phones. that's a good, and that's that, a good skit. That's yeah. a good bit right there. Yeah. yeah. He was trying to play for, he was going to play Let It Be for the <laughs> yeah. first people in this yeah. reality and they seriously just couldn't pay attention. The yeah. phone went off, someone came in. Well, and, and then were, it was funny too because then he got really mad at them and was like, you're, this is like you're the painting of the Sistine Chapel and they're just like basically making jerk off motions at him and like, okay, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you're such a fucking genius. Yeah, like that was pretty good. 
Like, yes. Yeah. Also, it, it proves again that uh, with with Lily James, um, if you're um, if you're not blonde, don't dye your hair blonde. Yeah. Because you look so much better with your natural hair color, in my opinion. Yeah. I didn't recognize her first. Like halfway through the movie, I had to look it up. I said, oh, fucking Lily James. She was like, it's like one of those. Like when uh, Zoe Deschanel combs the bangs out of her face and you're oh, like, yeah. who's that? Yeah. <laughs> but also, thank you for bringing that up because what was the annoying thing that Zoe Deschanel's character latched on to in 500 Days of Summer if she couldn't say that Ringo was her favorite Beatle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Again, I the fact that like, like, I think that's what drove me crazy is this is actually a fun concept for a movie of like, there's a yeah. million ways you could have gone with this idea of exploring uh-huh. like, because again, you're taking something out of reality that is so ingrained in, in pop culture, like ingrained in our, the way we communicate with each other. Cause it's more than the music. And I think that was the thing you really just locked onto like, this music is neat and people would like to hear it, but it's like, wh- what does it mean to not, you don't have the Beatles as a shorthand, the millions of like things that have existed that are references to the Beatles. Like there's no Powerpuff girls meet the beat alls. There's like, again, yeah. the Simpsons is gutted at this point. Like <laughs> um, there are no ruggles. Yeah. There are no ruggles. Like there's no, you know, that look, the, the just like what is happening to Abbey road. I saw a thing this past week that like, they're actually able to paint the crosswalk in Abbey road for the first time in years because of the quarantine, like people actually yeah. aren't walking across it. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. like, what does that mean? You know, like that stuff, like he kind of went yeah. and looked at the places, but like, yeah, what does it really yeah. mean? There isn't that, that weird crossover band in Wisconsin called Beatallica where they play Beatles songs in the style of Metallica. Yeah. That's phenomenal. <laughs> also it's like, really good actually. Like 80% of what Jimmy Fallon does can't happen now. He doesn't have Paul McCartney Only to stand. 80, not good enough. <laughs> he doesn't have Paul McCartney to stand next to. Also, we never find out that the Beatles all jerked off together. Like, what does that do yeah. to everybody? Okay, first also, of all, also, they might well, have. <laughs> they might have, yeah. Um, uh, that's a, another good thing was when um, Paul McCartney signed off and gave his blessing for the movie, he suggested that they change the name to Scrambled Eggs, which I would have been down with. Oh, like just make it any easier to watch. Just call the movie Scrambled Eggs. Yeah, (laughs) that that is. That's all I think when I hear that song now. (laughs) Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's just it's just the whole thing. Yes, it was very because I'm fine with movies that you can't put into any. I've I've talked about it so many times on this show about I love an original idea. I don't care how stupid it seems on paper. Make the original idea. I always use the the reference of that movie Rubber. Where that that rubber tire was terrorizing a Texas town because he had fallen in love with this woman and became obsessed with her. That's awesome, fantastic. Yeah, I don't care if it's good or not. That's an original idea, and it doesn't matter that it doesn't fit into a genre. But with this movie, sure, this is this is an interesting idea. But what you you had to pick at least a couple genres. I can't tell you what kind of movie this is. It's yeah. not a comedy because it's not really funny. It's not a romantic comedy because it's not really romantic and again, not funny. It's not a musical because people are just covering tunes and and playing on instruments. There isn't there's nothing to call this movie. It's a movie about Beatles songs, I guess. I guess. Well, you- you but know they did fun. that already. It was across the universe, and it was heavy-handed anarchy. Well, that's 
but better than I, this. I had that because I was better than this. I hate Across the Universe. Like, I don't like I, it at all. I, 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 don't, I don't think I've never made it through it, but it was, I it was loathe yeah, that movie. So heavy handed. And they wanted to make a musical out of Beatles tunes, but they didn't. Because they don't know how, and no. it was so heavy. No, and I, just I, can't, I can't God, I was at enough. Carver oh, at the, the time, up. so like Jesus Christ, going to a magnet arts high school when Across the Universe came out it was just everyone going the artistry and this, and let's put on the Across the Universe soundtrack. And I was like, let's just put on the Beatles. Jesus fucking Christ! You know what's crazy though too about that movie is. Uh, it's still somehow more masturbatory than the Beatles jerking off together. <laughs> Fun fact about it. <laughs> I think the thing that really killed me about the thing that killed me about the movie overall was that someone came up with the concept and someone else said, cool, I'll buy that concept for you. And then did nothing with it just nothing oh just no, for, the uh, entire the entire movie the genre of the movie is the concept and mm -hmm. that's it yeah no th this is 100 percent. they sold this in the room by saying uh you know hey what if beatles songs <laughs> and then yeah. everybody everybody immediately like they're they just walked <laughs> out of there with a check yeah and then they were like totally totally oh i guess we got to write this now yeah, but uh, yeah, good performances and charming characters that were basically all of them two dimensional, and then and then some really good tunes that everyone agreed fifty years ago were really good tunes, and then that's the end. Yep. By the way, Molly reminded me, and I got mad all over again that uh, one of the I forget who it is that does that. They do the like, uh, you know, blind, you know, not blind. The they do the interviews with the Academy Award voters where they're anonymous. And, oh, yeah. uh, and like one of the people that they interviewed said that he was upset because yesterday he thought was the best movie that he saw in the past year. And he was really upset that it wasn't nominated for anything, which is a good way to say I'm a baby boomer. Yeah, yeah straight up. <laughs> straight up. Yeah, I couldn't sorry, I vote couldn't for. Sorry, sir. I couldn't hear you over your Tevas. <laughs> Man, I couldn't vote for Green Room again or Green Book again. So yeah, <laughs> should have voted. Like, crazy room. if it was Green Room. <laughs> yeah, because that movie is good. I would have been pleasantly surprised. You know if what? That... It is a good movie. It is a good yeah. movie. Yeah. But if you liked yeah. it for the same reasons that you like Beatles songs, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, by the way, I think my theory, by the way, too, is that uh, Richard Curtis is just shit at writing sci-fi <laughs> because you he also so? he also wrote About Time, which was another movie that was like, what if a family had the ability to mentally time travel to any point in their life? And it's like, whoa, that's crazy. And they used it for no reason to just get one girl. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> And also, what if Rachel McAdams is in it? Because she has it in her contract that she has to do any like time travel movie that's pitched to her. <laughs> I think we, yeah, I think we we talked over and over about just follow through. Just you know, you can tell you can tell when a studio has stepped in, or maybe the right director wasn't chosen, or something that like there was a good idea and it was almost there. Or it, it just didn't make it past the first stages, and it's because no one had any follow through. Just this is good enough. That'll, that'll also make a, a, some sort of profit. Who cares? Just, just do it. How come we didn't get the normal Richard Curtis move? Like you couldn't have thrown Bill Nye in there somewhere. 
just as anything literally any character in that movie would have been better if they were him he would have actually he would be a good George Harrison honestly he'd be a good George Harrison he'd be good as the main character I would have watched that if it was just him You just rewrote the movie so it was him. So you yeah, he's, the only, him. he's the only one who remembers the Beatles. He's the only one who remembers the Beatles. Be the, but instead of doing the music, there. yeah, I was gonna say yeah. instead of singing their songs, he just tells all the stories. Oh my god! <laughs> Shit! Here's my pitch. He's what, just an old guy telling okay. rock and roll stories. Look, where is Hollywood listening? Look, let's make this right now. He is Pete Best, and he, so what happens is. That basically the blackout happens and he's the only one who remembers the Beatles songs. And now it's his turn to write all of the Beatles music and become famous for it. And you can call it best of the Beatles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be, that would be great. And he's just getting all the credit. That would be hilarious. So funny. God, that would be so funny. And I wish they would have made that movie, especially while, Pete Best and McCartney <laughs> and Ringo are still alive. Like, how great would that have been? Joel, that would be you great. have so much time on your hands right now. No, that would have been such a better movie. And I don't even know what the finale is. Like, the, like basic, maybe they all he... get together and jerk off. Oh, my no God. Way. With Ravi Shankar. That's the climax. She's not. No, literally. She won't leave this ideal alone. <laughs> I think what we've learned from this podcast as we're wrapping up is that Molly likes to picture elderly men all in a room together jerking off in tandem. Oh, this goes back to a fun story where Joel got to oh tell me what a lemon party was. Oh, my God. Yeah, when we were watching 30 Rock and they have the joke that is the dirtiest joke that they managed to sneak by the censors on 30 Rock. Which is when Liz Lemon's dad says, it ain't a lemon party without old dick. (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed at that. And Molly was like, why is that funny? And I was like, well, and then I Googled lemon party and then discovered that we live in a world where it didn't exist. So I had to get a bunch of old men together and create it. Oh, God. (laughs) But but, Lars, I know what you're thinking. Uh Uh-huh. I released it for free because I thought it was oh, important. Thank God. And you I can't said, profit from that. And I sat there and I did a big thing online where I said, "Look, this was invented by George Harrison, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ringo Starr, John Lennon, and Paul McCartney. They're the inventors of this. They want you to have this for free." And these aren't these aren't those four men. These, these are, are transients just... that I found <laughs> under a bridge. Yeah. They were already doing it. I just put them all in a different room. Uh, I just put them in the hot water to clean them up a little bit. Basically just put a roof over their head. Anyway, if you don't know what a lemon party is, do yourself a favor and Google it. Uh, you got yeah, time you now. Know what? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it. I hope our audience is all adults. But also... <laughs> but go ahead. But also... Uh, don't have lemon parties right now. I think really if we can end with that public service announcement, those kind of gatherings are not really ideal right now. It's too many people if you, together. Like, if you, that's the truth. But if you're all living under the same roof anyway, there's some people who have oh, like you yeah. know, a four, five, six roommate kind of situation. No, if, if you're you got that going together. Well, yeah, you're yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're uh, dudes with roommates, just do this. You got time. You might as well, uh, regardless of your age. But I'm saying don't invite a bunch of old men over to your house now <laughs> to do this. No, it's no, not no, safe. No. I know what you're thinking. What if they all stood six feet apart? And uh, like, one, you're missing the point. And two, it's just, no, it's still too risky. Uh, these are the kind of, I hate to say it, I hate to be this guy, non-essential gatherings. <laughs> Right now. Although, if you could pull that off and everyone's six feet apart. <laughs> That's true. I mean, but maybe, you know, but like, I just think if we all spend the next month not doing this, then we can flatten the curve and we can all get back to these lemon parties <laughs> by really May, I think. It's just in time for my birthday. Yeah. It's not going to be in time for Easter like we all hoped. <laughs> I would, I'd be interested. We have all those old men in the same room doing that. I would be interested in the littier footage of scrotum skin that we're dealing with. I just, what you said is funny, but I, you already, I'm laughing hysterically at you saying, if we had all those men together, I'd be interested in, I don't think it mattered how you finished that sentence. Yeah, it made me so happy yeah, yeah. that that was the sentence. So you know yeah. what would fascinate me by this scenario? <laughs> That's definitely after you say something about uh, scrotum skin. That's definitely what you want to hear is what you just said was funny, but <laughs> we got we're way over. People are busy, man. They got they have they have nothing to, to do. To. They're fine. They have nothing They're to do. Fine. Yeah. Also, this is a gift. <laughs> try try hearing this on This American Life. <laughs> <laughs> Act one, not without my lemon party. <laughs> and then the you know the cereal where Sarah Kane was like, try to imagine having a lemon party right now. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> We're sponsored by male scrotum. Okay. Do the thing where you say and remember kids. Also, male scrotum, if you're listening, we are open to sponsorships. <laughs> It's it's M A L E by the way. Yeah, look, <laughs> look, we're we'll do those personal reads. Like we're uh -huh. yeah, we're we're there for it. So remember, question everything. Especially the last fucking 10 minutes of this show. That was the best 10. I'm sorry you guys had to sit through all that talk of yesterday to get to the good stuff. I'm not sorry because <laughs> one last thought. When we were watching yesterday and he was Googling Beatles, my brain spun out into all the different possibilities of what would be a world without Beatles and what would you start mm -hmm. thinking about. And I ended up in drawing the conclusion that I would imagine a tiny little bee, like a black and white or a black and yellow bee with a little mm. wrench. And that would be the bee tool. Because I be tool. could be not tool. be <laughs> I was not invested in the movie at that point. But I would watch is, the B tool movie. I decided I started... he was a little plumber. <laughs> He's just gonna fly down your drain. Which also, that's, that's good, good. what we're saying is, uh, if you're listening and you need a sequel to the B movie, <laughs> there you go. Huh. B tools.
temper, the vibe is wearing on. The light is closing, the feeling's fading, and now I want to run. I take a little bit, then stop. I just want to make my own again. While I'm feeling that I need something I can't describe to you. I might need a soldier, uh, I might need a soldier, baby. You wanna get closer? Don't look at me closer, baby. I might need a soldier. I might need a soldier, baby. You wanna get closer? Don't look at me closer, baby. the movie yes oh great we did too i yeah i actually i watched it at work i i checked it this morning and i was like god damn it they watched it now i have to watch it (laughs) (laughs) hobo radio is a production of hobotrashcan.com if you enjoyed the show please rate or review it on itunes hear more great shows on the peak sloth podcast network like this one hey this is chris and this is joe from the curioso podcast And we give our stamp of Curioso approval to the podcast that you're listening to right now. 